Greetings, my friend. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. AFTN Preview Podcast, episode 284. I am Kylian Mbappe's celebration instructor, Gideon Hill. <laughs> Joining me is the founding member, member rather, of the Rubbo Sweater Creation Committee, it's Nick Ruprecht. Yeah, I like, I like his, his style. He's got a good style. He's got a good style for a manager. Uh, with Joe on baby duty this week, Nick. Congrats yeah. to him and his wife, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the two duchies take charge. Mm-hmm. I feel like we need a special Dutch treat to kind of celebrate the occasion, but as us Dutch people are, I was too cheap to buy one, so we'll uh, avoid that this week. So, with the Whitecaps game on the way on Saturday game last night, which we will touch on in a minute, opening question. If you were a club manager in Europe right now, and you had the money to sign any player in the world, anybody, doesn't matter if it's Ronaldo quality or Marco Bustos quality, who would you sign? Um, that's... I just want to make that one point that it's always dangerous to sign people after a World Cup. That's true. I was going to say this is World Cup quality. Yeah, yeah, because World Cup, you know, sometimes these players can play really well in a tournament, but they don't fit into your system. But if I was to want to purchase someone right now, I guess um, I would actually I would go with Conte. I thought he did. really okay. I thought he didn't do super great. Um, this World Cup, but you know he did enough. I thought it was interesting in the final when he got subbed off with about half an hour to play. But yeah, I mean to be fair, he was the game not. was a little bit out of reach of that hand, but still, like you want your best players in the game when you're, you know, it's yeah. a World Cup final, right? So, but I think he did a lot to help them get there. Yeah, sure. he did. I'm not, I'm not, you know, pointing fingers, but it's just questionable substitution there by Deschamps, the France coach. All right, time for some complete the sentences. Mm-hmm. Three of them this this week. First one, that Alfonso Davies goal in the ninety third minute was fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, I said brilliant. Just the, you know, what kind of player at his age would have the the demeanor to beat three guys in the box? A, in the box, take a cutback, and then have the idea that hey, I'm not going to pass. I'm going to shoot. Which mm-hmm. you know, in years past, you would have seen guys try and pass. You know, mm-hmm. go their way one two into the box. But Davies is a fantastic strike. Seeing Rooney in DC colors is weird, but uh, that that's what I say. Weird, weird. I said odd. Mm-hmm. I guess it's the same but thing. at least it's a United 
team. Yes, maybe he thought about that. He's like, mm, I'm going to go to some United team. I don't know what parts of DC they united, yeah. but um, I, don't know. I know I knew he wasn't going to go to New York City FC because you know Manchester City. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. All right, and what is the Caps' biggest need at the moment, Nick? Uh, secondary creativity. Secondary creativity. So, not outside of Jordy Reyna, Alfonso Davies, would you say another player? To- yeah, maybe someone more deeper role to like give some different creativity there. Okay, I think it is a. Kendall Waston connection in midfield. Um, you have Ali Ghazali hasn't been starting a whole lot lately. Um, Efren Juarez has been doing good. He got an assist against Chicago a couple weeks ago. But I just think Waston needs somebody to kind of connect the ball from him all the way to the, the striker position, spreading the ball around uh, and kind of make that happen. Jordan Much has done well, although now he's kind of pushed out wide right, which I do like. But I think that's the Whitecaps' biggest need at the moment. All right, quick pre- uh, review rather of last night, the Montreal Canadian Championship. Always a good time of year, you know, mid-July, right when the ca- games are getting crucial in MLS. You throw mm-hmm. a random cup match. cup match in there to try and get those young guys going. When I like lost, matches, No, it's good, it's good. Uh, when a loss for the Caps, Alejandro Silva scored for the Montreal Impact. Yeah, not good. I didn't think they... Um, I think, obviously, they, like you said, they gave chances to their younger players... And I guess they uh, didn't step up necessarily as much as they... I mean, they didn't get blown out. No, and, and, and they did have some chances. That's true, that's true. They hit the crossbar, they hit the post, but then similarly, I believe Montreal also, you know, they also hit the post. And they did give a good effort, but I don't think they necessarily have the, the talent to compete with the, the group that Montreal sent out. Yeah, and we were talking about that in the way here. Montreal had four of their starting... Back four, questionably, they had one starting midfielder that you would normally have in MLS. And then their front three was Vargas, Hamel, and uh, Silva, who scored the goals. Those three right there speak quality to that team. So I think Remy Gard, the Montreal coach, went into that game with the mindset of, hey, like, let's win this one at home. 1-0, very respectable result mm-hmm. for the you know the team that Caps put out, which didn't have a whole lot of MLS experience, but it had Canadian Championship experience as well yeah. as Academy or residency with the Caps, so that was yeah. huge. David Norman, congrats to him. First start with the Caps, boyhood team. He um, played pretty well. He did. He was very good midfield. Towering presence. Michael uh, McCall loves those crunching David Norman tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so good Good result for the Caps going into next week. Um, hoping for them to get a goal last night, but you know what? Just got to shut up Montreal at home. Sneak one in. Maybe another yeah. one. Good to go. All right. Moving on to the Saturday. Seattle Sounders. First mm-hmm. visit... First game of the, against them this year. Yeah. Tenth in the West. Very surprising, considering the quality this team has. Ten win, or sorry, four wins, four losses, nine draws. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that number really jumps out of you. Given up 23 goals, scored 16, 18 points on the year. Nick, what has gone wrong for the Sounders team? I think they're just getting old. That's my... Uh, like, if you look... This is a team that they won the MLS Cup, and it's, it's kind of just they're getting older. Maybe they're getting more tired. Maybe they need more rest. I don't know. I mean, there is depth in that, but, I mean, what's the average age of... Yeah. To your point, after making the MLS Cup final last year, you thought, hey, like maybe this team will... Do it push, again. Yeah, and push for the playoffs and they could again. Be, and, and they did it two years in a row, back-to-back, yeah. back, going to the MLS and Cup Finals. after two years, you kind of think, hey, like the Galaxy did it for, what, three, four years in a row, and they still so, had success. But now you kind of see the backsplash after last year, mm-hmm. below the playoff line. 
But now with Seattle, you know, they have still have quality players. You know, Dempsey's getting up there in age. Chad Marshall, mm-hmm. their center back, is up there in age. Mm-hmm. Alonzo yeah, getting up there. Fry, again, Although, like you said, good quality players, players but yeah. you can't have them starting and playing the you can't have every them. game. I don't yeah, I think that's the problem, is you can't have all of them yeah. starting every game. It's a bit of about, you know, veteran presence and, and getting giving the younger people more opportunities. And allowing those veterans to like coach them in a sense, you know, and, and give give them the hints and the tricks of the trade. Yeah, I think Seattle one of their biggest problems this year. We'll talk about their defensive stature in a minute, but has been definitely goal scoring. Um, times this year they've had Will Burn and Clint Dempsey as a striker partnership, two very similar players in their playing style. Like that doesn't really scream mm-hmm. goals to you before. It was Obafemi Martins, you know, Clint Dempsey. Mm-hmm. Now it's Will Bruin, Clint Dempsey. Like it just, mm-hmm. but now you see what we'll talk about Rui Diaz in a minute, but you just see, you know, how they've kind of transitioned different ways with Schmetz are in charge now. Yeah. Moving on to their defensive struggles, they have the lowest goal differential of teams below the playoff line, which, like I said, kind of jumps out of you. The Caps have the highest right now, second highest, sorry, of the teams below the playoff line, which, you know, yeah, not really good. No, but I mean, then again, Whitecaps have scored a lot more goals than Seattle have. So, mm-hmm. like we said, struggle with injuries this year. Morris, Alonzo, and Leardam have missed time um, with injury, and then Svensson and Torres were gone to the World Cup. Torres is really the one that you feel like they would miss. Yeah, the a most. lot more. Yeah. Kim Kihi, their new guy this year, stepped yeah. in pretty well alongside Marshall. Yeah, he he did a good job. Yeah, especially maybe not being your. I mean, when I look at him from you know watching it he doesn't seem like the imposing physical center back presence but he's very tactically kind of aware and his positioning is quite good so well and you look at you know that signing now that looked like a good signing by Schmetzer because what would have they had what would they have if Torres was gone it was just Marshall they can't have three at the back they needed mm-hmm Somebody else to cover. Um, Seattle coming in a little bit on a, a streaky run. Unbeaten in last three. They beat Colorado 2-1. Scoreless draw against New England. And then drew it against Atlanta on Sunday in the big game after Fox. It's not really a, yeah. a big game after World Cup final. <laughs> Anyways, um, and they tied it up late. Uh, second half, equalizer. and Lots also, of drama. Yeah, a ten men, they went down to 10 men as well. <laughs> so a big draw for Seattle in that one. Yeah, I think... They're they're coming in and maybe they've kind of figured out what they need to do, but then again, maybe it's a bit too late in the season. When you're coming into the to the home stretch of the season and you're kind of are are in the tenth in the West, you know that you need to basically win everything if you want to get into a playoff spot, and it's going to be very very difficult and you also have to have other things go their way i mean doable i mean this team went to the mls cup twice so like you said we have they have that experience but then the question is are they going to be over reliant on those tired legs or are they going to be able to sprinkle in the experience when needed i think to me that's the key question is are they just going to go for it this is their last shot together and then it's going to blow up be blown up in the off season, or yeah. are they going to try and rotate them appropriately? Yeah, that's going to be interesting to watch. I mean, there's not hasn't been a real 
would you say, sore thumb incident for Seattle too. It said, hey, this is why they're performing poorly. It's just been a string of bad results. Unable to score at home. They've had some bad home results, which is mm-hmm. unlike Seattle. Yeah. This is why I'm thinking on Saturday the Caps have a good shot. Uh, I'll be there. I don't know about Nick. I think you're going on the island, so it'll yeah. be a fun trip for you. But fourth trip to the White Caps. I think I have one win, one draw, and two losses. So that'll be hopefully that my luck there will help the team. Looking forward to cheer on with the uh, White Caps supporters down in Seattle. Next up for the Sounders is San Jose. Good, good chance for them to perform yeah. as well. So two, again, two teams that are struggling a little bit in the Caps in San Jose. They can probably win those two games. Yeah, these are these are totally winnable games. Yeah. Like, and on paper at the beginning of the year, I think you would have said, yeah, these these are winnable games for this this team. They should do well. But again. That's why you play games. They're not played on paper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, especially the way, uh, the Sounders rather poor form this year. Fans have been calling for signings. Seattle have been predominantly good spenders in the past. Like I mentioned, Dempsey, Martins. Mm-hmm. Um, they already signed Raul Rodriguez, who played well at the World Cup with Peru. Always liked him. Played with Monarchas in the League MX. Slated to make his MLS debut this weekend. Again, when do players ever make their debut when coaches say they're going to? You just want to. You just want to bring fans in. You know, he's supposed to play in Atlanta last week. Didn't happen with the ten men for Seattle. Yeah, good chance for him this week. Uh, another Argentine forward on the way. Hopefully next week. Is what is their biggest need right now? You know, besides Rudy, has big signing, big DP. But I feel like there, there's still defensive issues underlying, especially with Alonso getting up there in age and Chad Marshall. Yes, as well, as well. getting up in age. So I think, but right now their defense seems good. And if they want to really just make a, a push for this is like the one last go, one last roll of the dice for a lot of these veterans, then you may as well bring in some more attacking talent. You may I can see that that from their the strategic kind of point of view, bring in some attacking young attacking players who maybe can you know run more and play off those more maybe older creative players and then sprinkle them in when needed. So I, I actually think it's a good good move for them. Um, and I understand why they're doing it. And then maybe in the off-season, look for maybe a more long-term solution yeah. for your defensive problems. I think it's so hard to sign players mid-season and have them find success. You know, look at the Caps, Bear, Robson, Kenny Miller. It worked out to a certain extent, but just yeah. for long-term didn't really... Um, pen out so the White Caps no. are, or sorry the Sounders are going to have to plan accordingly this next question here for you Nick goes kind of hand in hand Dempsey's still around mm-hmm. is this the beginning of the end slash the Sounders it's kind of a second half team like do you see both of those Dempsey's career I Sounders finishing hand in hand sort of I think yeah I think when Dempsey it goes how Dempsey goes the Sounders that go. is true yeah and that's why I think maybe that over-reliance on him, perhaps now when he's hit, his, essentially he's degrading. I don't want to sound <laughs> too harsh on him, but essentially he is, he, he's having less and less of an impact in games. So if your star player who and your star forward is having less and less of an impact in the games, then yeah, then your team is not going to do as well. I would love to see him come on as a super sub. I think he could do that for for a while, for a much longer period. 
And I mean, I guess that's the case of getting him on board with that is your role here now. Yeah, and it's harder for players that have had so much success in the past internationally and within MLS to come on as a sub. You know what? That's what you got to accept. If you want your team to have success, you're going to have to come Mm -hmm. off the bench do it that way. It's a question, I guess, of will he be able to put the team before his own ego? Let's be honest. Probably not. (laughs) Oh, yeah, exactly. Because it's been done. To be fair to, to Dempsey, though, I think one issue that may be not helping his success is Jordan Morris, who got injured last year, tore his ACL this year. I think he had an Achilles injury mm-hmm. all the year. I mean, that was supposed to be his guy in Seattle, and now he's having to do it with Will Brewer. Now, Rui Diaz, as I mentioned, good player, but mm-hmm. you have to think the chemistry there just didn't really happen after those two injuries. Three, three. Yeah, I mean, I think that's it's pretty tough for... Morris as well because he was really being hyped as their next. Yeah, watching his those replacement. Two play. Yeah, th- those two together are very good. Morris on his own can be a star for the future as well. Yeah, I I really hope that he bounces back because he's super young and he has a lot of Seattle boy as well. So. Yeah, exactly. He's a local talent, and it's always good to see local talent helping out their home team. Uh, as much as it pains me to say that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so with Seattle preview done, it's time for this week's Do You Know Who I Am? All right, Nick. All right. Tough. Three ones I threw at you last week. You performed well. Okay. It was good. This week, though... Um, current MLS player to okay. start with. I was born on February fifth, nineteen ninety-five. Oh, young player. Young player. Okay. Yeah. Good math. Good math. <laughs> um, I've played for my national team at the U seventeen, U eighteen, U twenty, U twenty-three, and senior levels. Okay. I played for a team in Mexico for four years, making eighty-three appearances and scoring four goals. Mexico. In Mexico. In Mexico. In Mexico. Okay. Yeah, keep that in mind. Um, two of my former teammates on this Mexican team are currently in MLS. Okay. Still not getting it. <laughs> the LA Galaxy held my MLS rights for a year. Yeah, still no. Okay, <laughs> this might give it away. Uh, I played in Mexico for the Cholos. Um, <laughs> no, this did not give no? it away. Okay, I joined DC United in the middle of the 2017 season. Oh, ah, uh, ah, uh, the name is on my tongue. I'll give you one more for this one. This one will definitely, like, this will end it right here. Um, I scored two goals against the Whitecaps on Saturday. (laughs) Oh, man. One time, you you know it. It's on the tip of your tongue. Yeah. All right. I'm just going to... I'll give you the points this week. No, 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 no. That's that's garbage. Uh, I am Paul Areola for all you at home. Who are keeping track of this one here? Um, good props to Nick. And that I was, couldn't couldn't get the name off. <laughs> that, that I was, was like, Aurora. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just that was this week's. Do you know who I am? 
Hi, I'm Alfonso Davies, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. All right, now on to our favorite part of the show, per se, previewing the Whitecaps, who are doing pretty good on the season. 20 games played, 7 wins, 8 losses, 5 draws, a minus 10 goal differential with 26 points. Uh, the minus 10 goal differential, second worst in MLS Western Conference. Does stick out at you. We've seen some better performing games. Only giving up one goal last night was kind of a sign of hopefully, fingers mm-hmm. crossed, knock on wood, things to come. But again, probably Whitecaps, a different lineup. Then. Yeah, and I think the Whitecaps were in the past a defensive team. You can point fingers at Tim Parker leaving. You can do whatever you want. But I just think you got to focus on the team right now that we have that's going to be going forward with yeah. Kendall Waston. Yeah, he I should th- be around for next little while, hopefully. Uh, not too much in the transfer chatter front. There's always rumors, but you don't trust those because yeah. they're rumors. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, what do you think right now about this team? I think part of the problem about defending... I mean, yeah, you could say part of it has to do with Parker leaving, and I think that left a big hole. Yeah, Was he necessarily worth the money that he wanted? Probably not, but in terms of what you lost when he left and the replacements that we have are not up to what he was offering. I, well, I think that's the best they would have had at the moment. I mean, it was quite late on in mm-hmm. uh, preseason that that happened. Yeah. And you're kind of forced to say, hey, like we'll have to not really go outside of MLS, but MLS. And picking up AHA, who was kind of on the outset, Orlando City was a great pickup okay. for yeah. MLS quality. But internationally wise, with Parker on the rise in the U.S. men's national team, you yeah. got to think there's something on the way. To be yeah. fair to Tim Parker, he's having a great season in New York. Yeah. Red Bulls, congrats to him and that team. But again, I mean, there's got, mm-hmm. there has to be something and either at th- the end of this year, summer. Like, there hasn't been much chatter yeah. on, the, on the transfer front for the Whitecaps, which yeah. is a little bit surprising. But again, Rob, when has Rob really ever dipped into his mm-hmm. pockets in the summertime? Yeah, that's true. And I think, but I also think part of the problem. I guess is like there's been a lot of defensive rotation, yeah, this year, and I feel like especially coming at it from you know a defender's perspective, if you know what the tendency of your backline teammates is, you can adapt to that, and then you can you know become the whole needs to be stronger than each individual person in that unit. Yeah, and to your point, it hasn't been just the defense that's been rotating. The midfield has been a constant carousel, if you will. Like, it's just been, you can't have, you know, chemistry when you have the two guys in front of you of your back line that are just going in and out. Yeah, Yeah. like like crazy. And and I think that is probably the major problem is that rotation. I'd actually, I don't mind rotation, and I understand. You know, sometimes we've been forced into it. International absences, injuries. But sometimes the rotation has been when I think earlier in the season, you know, some players playing very well. Like Gazal was in a good spot for some and, time. And then Tyward even came in and did yeah, pretty well. And did well. And then they get rotated out. And well, okay, I get it. You want people to fight for spots, and he keeps on. Robo keeps on talking about that in his news conferences and everything. He's always talking about fighting for spots and training and da da da. But at some point in the season, especially defensively, at least I feel, I understand like, okay, your striker isn't hot. I'm going to take him out, put him in. 
and maybe that's it's just... different defensively. Because... But I feel like it's so totally different defensively. Like defensively, you need to have those partnerships. You need to be able to communicate with your partners and just that ability to just read what your partner or know what your partner is going to do. Tendencies where they're going to be. Yeah, exactly. It's so important, and I think that constant rotation misses it. And then, well, when your center back pairing is changing every game, what are you going to do? And I mean, I think maybe with Boston coming back, that'll give a little bit of more solidity and a little bit more leadership as well. Like, I think he's really stepped well into that leadership role on this team. You know, he's always talking to people and he's scoring important goals when they're needed as well. So hopefully that's what I would like to see less, a little bit less defensive rotation, maybe a little less midfield rotation, like especially coming down the stretch, pick your guys, stick with them, ride them out and make sure they know the defensive scheme. You said Watson talks to people. He yells at them and slaps them in the face, but you know what? At least it's communication. At least it's it's communication, communication, right? Um, So looking at the next few games for the Caps, Saturday away to Seattle at home to Montreal in the Canadian Championship on Wednesday. It's nice for them to have a nice Wednesday-Saturday home game. I think it's the first of the year mm-hmm. for them. So they play Montreal at home next Wednesday, Minnesota next Saturday, and then they play at New York City FC on Saturday, August 5th, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Saturday, August 4th. Interesting stretch of games. Minnesota is on the ups. They beat uh, New yeah. England last night. Doran Quintero, Quintero fantastic goal. His... Again. And Very, that just shows you what could have been if the Caps yeah. were able to get him. Were yeah. able to, again. But, yeah. Um, so big for them. Alternate uh, history. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Whitecaps also playing against New York. That's always a, a good game to see with David V always lighting up the Caps with penalties. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, for now, with the, to the next four on the road, Nick, you have to think there must be a formation change on the ups. There's been 4-2-3-1s, 4-4-1-1s, 4-4-2s thrown around. Four 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 three threes a couple times. Yeah. What is your ideal formation for the Caps to find success in the coming future? I think a couple of those things for for those games that are coming. I I would say like the Caps have traditionally done that kind of like low block kind of defensive mentality, and I think what we need is really. One or two holding midfielders, for sure, sitting in front of the back four. Especially uh, against, you know, teams like Minnesota and Montreal, which have very good wing play. I think that's important, probably, to have, like, more that if we push our fullbacks forward, having that extra defensive midfielder gives some support, gives some maybe more solidity, helps us with our goals against. I mean, we're going to be playing at home against these teams. I know Minnesota usually doesn't like to push up their fullbacks, but for sure New York FC will to help in possession. So there'll be some space there. So I think, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing that 4-2-3-1 that we had that, you know, used to be quite popular um, with the Whitecaps. I wouldn't mind seeing seeing that rolled out on these. I think different um, tweaks to it would work very successfully against Minnesota, New York, and even against uh, Montreal. Yeah, Yankee Stadium in New York has been a tough place to play for teams in the past, and that'll be a big one for the Caps to try and come over uh, Saturday, August 4th, as I mentioned. Right now, goals have been 
in and they've been in the back of the net and they haven't been and there's been games where you feel like the Caps should have scored 15. There's games where the Caps have scored one or two and they probably should have scored one or two. What do you see ideally right now with, you know, Rene Kamar have had their bright spots. Davies has had his bright spots. Sichera has been mm-hmm. one of the leading goal scorers to the Caps, but he's been missing the last three games with suspension after saying those comments. He has to, I feel like he has to be back in there for, for Saturday, but... You know, what's your ideal success for the Caps going forward? I feel that the key is really getting Davies on the ball. That's part of it. Reyna on the ball and, I mean, Kamara. I mean, they those three are... And I think Tachera is very streaky, though. So, right now he's, I guess, a bit cold. I mean, he played in the Canadian Championship, so... We might not see him. I, I don't think there's a high likelihood that we see him um, out there against Seattle. Although he, he has done usually pretty well he has. Against, He's, against Seattle. Yeah, he has done done well against the Sounders. Yeah, like I said, Davies want to get Davies in the ball. He's, Whitecaps have had some fun in Seattle with their... I believe it's a big of a, bit of a bigger pitch, but they like to play that wide there. Blundell's touches last night weren't perfect. Hurtado came on didn't really perform... I mean, he, he was Hurtado when he came on. Mm-hmm. Um, would, wouldn't mind seeing Meyer Bevan sometime, either starting a game. I think he definitely has a chance to get into the 18 against Montreal next week, maybe come on mm-hmm. later on after that loan. Kamara is doing as expected, as I mentioned. Um, he hasn't been terrible. He hasn't been, you know, Columbus Kai Kamara. He's been Whitecaps mm-hmm. Kai Kamara. That's what we need right now. We need goals uh, at times where we need them. And I think when he's played, he scored no real signings. Talked about this briefly the last podcast as we had the week off last week. Um, but nothing rumored at this point. I mean, going out wise, people talked about Breck Shea looking disinterested lately. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'd like to see a midfielder to um, hook up with Watson and the striker. Yeah, like a deeper line yeah, midfielder. Which, I mean, Felipe, I didn't mention him, but Felipe's mm-hmm. done well, but I feel like he's kind of suited more in an attacking midfield role when Reyna. Maybe can't provide that. Maybe really put Rain out wide, put Felipe in the middle. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't mind seeing that. Yeah. But, I mean, again, like, I feel like just one signing or two could even just boost this team, whether it's big or minimal. Mm-hmm. Um, the Caps would, would like to see somebody. And if not, maybe this summer, then maybe it has to be in the winter transfer window. There's got to be some Something. rotation yeah. to get the fans' bums back in seats. And that's one of the biggest things. Yeah. Waston Aha, is that who you see at center back pairings right now? Yeah, although I think um, Henry is kind of close to that because he played really well. So I wouldn't mind seeing Waston and Henry try that out, see what happens. Mon played pretty well last night. He was okay. He wasn't like, didn't make too many mistakes. Um, But yeah, I think Henry is a, it's like Waston Aha, Henry, Mond. That's my. Yeah, we've we ranking Bond. Good experience with Toronto FC. Aha, coming into Orlando and doing well. Daniel Henry has looked very good. The one thing I like about Aha and Watson is we talked about this in depth in the preview before. The Spanish connection is mm-hmm. is massive in in MLS. Um, yeah. And even with center back pairings along the back line, like you got to have some sort of communication, whether it's English or Spanish or whatever language. But mm-hmm. it's good to have the same language uh, between two center backs. Um, Midfield would be key. Who who do you go with for this game? And I will kind of um, go with our starting eleven, which we'll preview um, after this. 
I mean, we've seen so many different variations of the the White Caps midfield, but I wouldn't mind seeing the White Caps kind of try to match, and especially with, I think we're gonna need some a little bit more defensive solidity against the that creativity that can come from Seattle, even though it's not necessarily clicking right now. And, you know, maybe draw them in a little bit more. So I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more defensively minded midfield. I think Felipe should be in there. I would like to have had Gazal like start this game instead of the Canadian championship, but that isn't what happened. So <laughs> we can't always have it our way. You right? can't have it our way. Yeah. We're not the coach. No, we're not. Sometimes so. I wish you were, but I'll have to settle for a FIFA manager anyway. So um, <laughs> or football manager. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for all you football manager fans. Um, so let's go over our starting elevens quickly here. Um, okay. In goal, Marinovic back. He made some fantastic saves last night. That's something you wouldn't normally mm-hmm. see from a keeper out of action for a couple months. As much as I would love to see Marinovic in goal, I think talk about coming off an injury. Yeah. You have to put Roe back in there. I just think Roe protect will him. probably be going in for what you said. There's a bit of travel involved as well. Montreal back to Vancouver, then they go to, to Seattle. Yeah. Um, again, Seattle's on a long long flight at our train ride, but coming from Montreal to Vancouver, then going back to Seattle in three days, mm-hmm. that's can get a little tiring. Yeah. Uh, so we're saying Roe and goal uh, agreement there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Along the back line. Um, Sean Franklin came on as a sub, but I always love Nowinski playing against the Sounders. He's mm-hmm. he's only had one year playing against him, but he did play five games total against him last year. Loves to get forward, very aggressive right back. Do you see him in there, or do you want Franklin, or maybe even a sleeper in there like a Juarez? Or <laughs> as, no, I know I, as funny as that sounds, I don't know why I said it, but you you, I, you never know with Robo. I like Nowinski. I think he's won that spot for this year. He's been a steal of a draft pick last oh, year. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. I think with the Williams situation last year, he if we didn't have Nowinski, we would have been absolutely screwed. screwed. Yeah. It's <laughs> fair to say. Uh, so, Nowinski right back. I'm going to say Nowinski as well. Franklin has been hot and cold. I think Nowinski's the hotter of the two. He stays in there. Center back, I want to see Waston back in. If he's, if he's fit, I don't want him subbed off at the yeah. time again. Yeah. So, Waston. And then, again... Age-old question, Henry or Aha? I think this game, Aha. Aha probably better matches up with Waston against Dempsey. Waston Dempsey is so fun to watch. Yeah. They're just like two brothers well, fighting over a Christmas gift. Well, also, um, uh, Dempsey versus Tybert is also That is true. That fantastic. Is true. Yes. They've had some good back and forth, back and forth as well. Um, yeah, so that's the two in the center back. And then the left back, I think it will be De Jong. Yeah. I, I, I would imagine Dung plays well. He likes those crosses out wide. Um, defensive mid. Just talked about this. I, I I want Felipe to talk about defensive. Felipe can be <clears throat> defensive when needed and going forward. Mm-hmm. Linking up with Reyna beside him. I think. Or Tybert. Or, I think Juarez. You think Juarez. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah. because I, I do think he has like. And, and this kind of goes back to the the passing. Like who can we have to link from Boston to the front. And I think Juarez can do it, but I don't think he's really been, you know, I've we've seen great passes out of him. We've seen smart play out of him, but then we've also seen idiotic play out of him, you know. So, I mean, I'd like to see him given an extremely defined role, maybe, to be like, your job is to come in, get the ball, and then get it forward. Yeah. 
don't don't do anything stupid. <laughs> you know, don't get in any fights. No, no yellow cards. No, he's been famous for doing. Yeah, um, I think he's provided a lot. Not a whole lot, but a lot going forward with the Whitecaps when he got that assist to Much against Chicago. Mm-hmm. It was a great through ball. It was one thing we didn't really mention. Jordan Much has played well. I don't know how mm-hmm. he's going to get into the team chair back in. I don't think you can have a Felipe uh, Much combo because it's way too attacking. Mm-hmm. Maybe a Much and. But Juarez. maybe Much plays on the wing. Which I have thought about, but again, I do want to chair back in there. But mm-hmm. again. To chair rarely, but then to chair Wednesday Saturday games. Yeah, of. exactly. So I think it would actually not be a bad show to see Jordan much taking to chair his place. Now that I think of it, the left backs of Seattle, Francis and Tolo or Nuhu, very fast and much is good defensively. Mm-hmm. So we could counteract that, maybe tire them out, and then bring on a to chair or a Shea, whoever to kind of counteract that. Yeah, um, plays smartly, Robo. Robo. He's a good a tactical mastermind. He knows how to play against these Northwest teams. Um, okay, then. Right mid, you see much. I see Tichera coming back in. Okay. Um, I think Felipe and Juarez will be not ideal, but Gazelle will, I'm sure, come in and provide defensive cover on off the bench. Uh, attacking mid, you got to go with Reyna. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Left mid. Oh, I don't know what this one. Let's see. Uh, Alfonso Davies? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay, all right. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then striker. Kamara. Kamara. He it didn't play on Wednesday. It's got a week rest. Kamara has to be back in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Davies didn't even appear last night, so he will definitely be back in there. Reyna wasn't even in the 18th. So. And definitely, I think, when you have Kamara, Reyna, and Davies, you have your three best attacking players. Yeah. And they work so well together. I mean, that's a fantastic triangle. <laughs> so I... And, and on the when they get on the break... They seem to know exactly where to go. They they pass between each other fantastically. So I think that's a good good sign. All right, so that is our preview for this week for the Whitecaps. Quickly on a prediction game now. Uh, last week, so this is for the Chicago game. So this is two preview shows ago. Or one preview show ago, as we didn't record last week. So Joe... Do two, baby. Do, yeah, so funny story about that. I was going to say this. I didn't have a perfect time, so... Me and Joe agreed last week to record after the Rovers game. So I talked to the groundskeeper, Burnaby, yeah, we won't lock you in, whatever, I'll keep the gates open. So we're ready to go after the game, plug in my, the microphone into my laptop, sit down, have a sip of water. Joe goes down to sign, get the stats signed for the coaches for the league. And I see him running back up, and I'm like, I didn't think we were in a rush to record this podcast. He really and wants to yeah, record the like, podcast. I was like, we got no time crunch here, Joe. And he comes in, he's like, I gotta go. I was like... Okay, and then that was it for last week. So, if all you're wondering why we didn't record last week, that is why. Um, again, congrats to Joe and uh, Caroline yeah. on that one. But yeah, it was it was <laughs> interesting turn of events to say the least. And I was just sitting there by myself, in just shock of what happened. But congrats to him. Um, so happy for those two. Yeah, Although I haven't seen the baby, so I mean, maybe he's just... have any of us seen the baby? It's kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Joe and, and the Carolina are doing great, so it's good for them. Um, so, last week's prediction game for the Chicago match. Joe had a Davies assist, yes. Should have had three or four credited to him. He only had, or sorry, three assists credited to him. He only had one. Bashti yellow, no. Kamara less than three shots. No, he had six against Chicago. That's crazy. Wow. Um, for me, I had the cap scoring. They had three, that's good. Mond yellow didn't play. Rainy goal no. Uh, Nick had a Katai goal no, but that Chani goal, that yeah, was that a was very nice goal, very sick, very good yeah. goal. Um, 
Davies goal, no. Aha with seven headers, no. We had two. So the standings, close, so close. <laughs> standings are Joe with 13, me with 10 double digits for the first time in AFTN preview podcast history. And for Nick, you were at seven. I'm going to go up to eight because your performance last week in the prediction okay. game was fantastic. You handling all those do you know who I am just absolutely thrown at you were, was just brilliant. All right, so with Joe's predictions already in, I'm going to get yours first, Nick, and then I'll read out Joe's. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Ladero will get an assist. Ladero assist, okay. Um, no caps goal in the first half. Okay. And then Rowe with two punches. You're... <laughs> you know, I'm the one that has to find these stats, right? <laughs> Okay, with two punches, you said. Yeah. <laughs> I swear. Okay, uh, so Joe had no caps goal at all. At least one red, which, you know, it's Vancouver Seattle. That's that's a given. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he also had Ladero assist. So if Ladero doesn't get an assist, you guys are 0 for 2. two yeah. Uh, I have a Rui, Rui Diaz. That's a tough one to say. Rui Diaz goal. Um, I said the Whitecaps are going to have four yellows. And Davies will have five crosses because the Caps love to play wide in Seattle. Mm. All right. That has been this week's AFTN Weekly Preview Podcast. Nick, where can people find you on Twitter? Um, at SpaceAgeRobot56. And I am at underscore Gideon Hill on Twitter. Thank you for listening and enjoy the match. When you're listening in some far-flung corner of the globe to the world service of a Saturday afternoon, frankly reception, interference, cozy, marvellous. Somehow comforting, isn't it? You know, legendary names, fathers and sons on the terraces, cheesy peas at half-time, pipe for dad, mum's at home making the tea. Oh, everything's all right with the world, isn't it? Saturday afternoon is football. Hmm?